Welcome to the Newscape Higher Ed Podcast, featuring your hosts, Don Betts and Mark Stansberry. In this episode, Don and Mark discuss reinventing board governance in times of dramatic change. This podcast is brought to you by Newscape Higher Ed Advisors, helping university leaders effectively serve their faculty, staff, students, and community. Visit newscape.us to find out more. Welcome to another episode of Newscape Higher Ed Advisors. Today we'll be talking about reinventing board governance in a time of dramatic change. I'm Mark Stansbury. And I'm Don Betts. Don, how do we reinvent in such a time that we're going through today? Well, Mark, uh, you have such great experience uh, having served for many years um, on boards and particularly as chair of boards, and I'm looking forward to the interaction with you today. But building on our our, um, previous commentaries uh, regarding um, challenging times, patience in an impatient and anxious world, um, and I think about um, the challenges that my presidential colleagues around the country have, I'm also thinking about the absolute necessity of the relationship between boards, board chairs, and presidents. And while we know that these relationships are there, they're, they're basic and be found everywhere, there's a great difference between the quality of the board relationships that exist uh, with one another, as well as the quality of those relationships with the individual university administrative leaders. And I think it's really important at this point um, for boards to uh, understand and uh, make a new effort to walk in the shoes of of the current um, leadership at the institutions because the challenges are are so unique. Um, I think that boards can play, because of their roles in community, can play an indispensable role in one of the great challenges that higher ed faces right now, and that is the evaluation by society as to its relevance. Boards of trustees composed of women and men from around the community, around the state, et cetera, uh, can send appropriate signals to colleagues outside of higher education, formally and informally, about the relevance and the value of higher education and that higher education in their community and in their state and their country should be seen as a common good. And that simply is not the way it's framed right now in, in much of the conversation that you and I hear. And I'm looking forward to this interaction with you today about these roles and how they move from what seems for some to be a bit ceremonial and maybe uh, if show up four to six times a year and and be part of a meeting versus a partner that not only selects presidents and chancellors, but a partner that helps build the institution's resilience and its relevance in times of challenge and change. And um, boards, I've seen it work, thanks people like you, um, but I've seen it other places, but I've also seen it not work. And I think there has never been a time, at least from a president's perspective, uh, for the board to, and the president to be in serious, effective communication and in lockstep regarding um, goals and objectives. 
the community of, of uh, students, faculty, and the local community and state, region, wherever the university is located, definitely is looking for stability. And stability doesn't mean all, all of a sudden changing everything to fit that particular time, because reinventing, to me, includes maintaining what you're doing right. There's a lot of things that will be kept along the way that need to be maintained. And that's probably the first place to begin is what are we doing right? How can we evaluate and make sure that we uh, show others, others in our, in our community, that we are a stable force? Uh, the, the worst thing, in my opinion, I see it in corporate America as well, where I've served on, on corporate boards, is to make quick decisions and then try to explain it instead of explaining it and then get everybody on board and on, on, on the same team in a sense. And so it's, it's, it may, you may have, may have great ideas and great concepts that will reinvent, but we have to have some, some buy into that. And that's where communication that we talked about in the last episode is so important as well, that now's the time for the, the board to, be uh, visiting each other more, communicating with each other more, along with the presidents together, because it's a team. And the pr presidents are very essential in that because they're the ones that really are going to tell us a lot about reinventing and uh, what what's going on in the campus. What are the trends? What are the essentials? Uh, what are the tools that are going to be necessary? Uh, do they have the right uh, and tools? Would be also do they have the right uh, advisors, uh, the right uh, team around them, what needs to be done in re reinventing. Um, and that's, it's so, so essential. I, I think of, of your leadership, Don, where you did bring teams in and things changed throughout the, the last five, 10 years because of the digital transformation alone. And you, you reinvented along the way as a team, how you could incorporate the uh, digital world and far as the transformation in many ways on your campus at UCO. And we saw that firsthand by your, by your leadership. And it, it took uh, definitely a team effort. It wasn't just uh, hiring one individual to come in and change it. It was definitely had to be incorporated across the whole campus and through, uh, throughout uh, the community as well. So the challenge is, is to look what we're, you know, where, what we're doing right, what things we need to reinvent and, and correct along the way. But it's going to take uh, all of us, all the board members, all the presidents working together, all the faculty and staff uh, to get us to that point of a true uh, successful uh, university and, and campus. Mark, when, um, when people speak about uh, restoring higher education as a common good, um, my my concern often is that it it pushes um, or provokes presidents and board and board members to be defensive, and I think in the long run that is probably not the best strategy. So I, I I'm thinking out loud here um, with you. You and I both are, are big fans of AGB and the trustee. Ship Magazine and other publications that they do. Um, in, the, in the November, December issue of Trusteeship this time, literally right in the center, if you opened up uh, the publication, 
across both pages in the center uh, is this statement, the conversation trustees must have higher education after the crisis of 2020, which means the pandemic that we're in. And in the boxes arrayed around the two pages, they have some of the challenges that higher education is facing, whether there's a pandemic or not. It includes the restart, obviously, but includes um, public demonstrations and protests, enrollment issues, finances, philanthropy, remote learning, strategic planning, being a visionary and inclusivity. And I think AGB does a really nice job in this particular issue to focus the board members' um, attention on their partnering with presidents and others to develop flexible incremental strategies about how to deal with this multiplicity of issues but to keep them supported by the vision, the principles and the values of the institution, uh, which obviously the board embraces as well. This symbiotic relationship between board members, engaged board members and engaged university leadership could be one of the great teamings that allow and permit and assist higher education to uh, move toward what trusteeship council calls the renewal of higher education. Don, when we talk about uh, reinventing, uh, just like you've mentioned all the different areas that are so, so vital, uh, I emphasize vital to the institution and to the university life, I, I have to stop and think that um, we need to look at others and you mentioned the word partner. I think I'm going to add to that partnerships and alliances that we can look at others across the U.S. And, and I'm in communication, I know you are, with other presidents and other board members throughout the country that uh, are continuing to build partnerships and not threatened by it. I think uh, you mentioned defensive. I think, yeah, we that's not a good thing. I, uh, uh, that's something that can really ruin an institution uh, very quickly is when we're trying to defend everything we do instead of uh, evaluating where we are and, and communicating that and being like we talked about in the last episode, transparent and open to dialogue and things like that. But I, I think of how you developed a throughout the years, Don, partnerships and alliance, and you weren't threatened by doing that, even though they are maybe uh, looked at as uh, competitors in the sense of uh, enrollment, or maybe faculty, uh, you looked at it as the more we can uh, share information together, the better we're all going to be. And I think we, if we see something that's working, why not share that? And that's where the reinventing comes into play is that we all start seeing trends and we, we work together on those trends and, and where one leads in one area, Another one can lead in another one. Before you know it, we've uh, also looked at looking at the finances because we're all going to have to, we're all going to be struggling on the finance side for quite some time. And whether that's in uh, making sure the student has the funds for enrollment, whether it's uh, keeping the doors open otherwise, uh, you know, energy costs, you name it, the, the financials are a big part of that. And so we're going to have to look at ways, and what you did on your campus, you looked at ways to, cut costs and become more efficient. 
not just effective only, but efficient in so many different ways. So anyway, I, I look at it as the reinventing of building teams uh, around us that are not even in our, on our campus or in our community, but outside that we can rely on and call on and build from on the partnerships and alliances. That's why I do agree with you. The AGB is a great place for us as far as not only reading material, but also being able to reach out to, we have other organizations as well that we can reach out to. And don't be, uh, don't be afraid to do that or concerned to do that. Uh, we've got to build alliances and partnerships. We learn from others. And one of the key partnerships is, is that relationship between the institution and, and its board. I think one of the one of the appropriate responsibilities and you might even want to say challenges that boards will face from this point on is to accurately define the roles and responsibilities that they embrace in order to effectively support their institutions regarding the whole array of issues that I just mentioned a couple of moments ago that they're going to confront and address that they're not going to be able to to avoid, nor should they avoid. But if, um, if the relationship between university leadership and board is one of um, 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 mildly adversarial or um, um, not supportive, it can make the, the, the challenges even more daunting and probably discourage rather than encourage uh, the kinds of steps that need to be taken to be effective uh, in in addressing those challenges, and there there are multiple. There the list the list is formidable. One of the one of those areas, Mark, that I wanted to make sure we we touched on today regarding the board asked to be with the board and AGB again does a good job in this area. The board's recognition and awareness and interaction with the institution regarding what's referred to as DEI on college campuses, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, these are pervasive central challenges that you find, and you know this, you find this in the corporate world as well as, as well as in higher education. And we've got, you know, we've got the, the realities of the consequences of, uh, and the economics of the pandemic. We've got the realities of uh, the racial issues that we're, uh, inequity issues we're facing around around the country that have become more pronounced um, in terms of, of public awareness and involvement at this, at this particular time. And these are issues that are systemic. They're not, they're not passing, they need to be addressed. And institutions, universities are doing, um, I think some no, fairly significant work, in some cases, heroic work in asking tough questions and, and moving into these areas. Um, there are individuals charged with responsibility on most campuses now for these very issues, not that they resolve all of them, but they're the point person um, for the institution to aggregate in addressing these issues. So it's really significant, I think, for the board and the president and the team to align themselves through the mission of the institution to effectively address these issues and to do it in a very public, transparent way so that people on campus and off know, know how they're proceeding. I think it's, these issues are deep enough and broad enough 
to have that kind of a public conversation. Uh, for example, when you look at the endowment of the university, some have modest endowments, some have formidable endowments. Have to ask yourself as a, as a trustee, to what end has this endowment been aggregated and to what end is it being used? And I think that ties up to addressing some of the core values of the institution and some of the mission is issues. And I'm not sure that those are always the driving factors in looking at, at endowment, but I believe, I think they will be because of the systemic nature of issues that we face, d diversity, equity, inclusion, and other issues. Don, I see many times that the president um, is leading that effort, but I don't always see the board uh, supporting the effort as strongly as necessary. And I, I've talked to others across the U.S. that it's definitely a challenge before us that we've got it to uh, all work to going back to partnerships. We need to, those that are doing, uh, addressing the issues correctly, go to them and say, we need your help. Uh, if it's working right in your community or your university, why aren't we doing this at our, at our level here at our university as well to, uh, to build a program or programs, lectureships, community effort. It, it takes dialogue. It takes uh, the partnerships and alliances. And without that, it, a lot of things are, are intentionally, we need to make it intentional instead of, uh, well, we'll get around to that or, yeah, let's have a, a, a lectureship and once a year and that's it. No, this is a daily effort. Uh, this is an effort that has to be embraced uh, on a, uh, by not just the president, but the staff, the students working together, the board, and, and then a community effort as well or things die. Uh, it winds up, it's just appeasing. Uh, we've done something, we've checked it off for the year or for the month, and uh, it's, a, it's a daily daily emphasis. If you're going to uh, make change and make it correctly, you have to embrace it on a daily basis. Yeah, I, I agree, Mark, and uh, boards are beginning to uh, be judged or at least reviewed in terms of their recruiting patterns for membership along with some of these issues. So I, AGB and others refer to gap analyses that are going on uh, across the country in terms of board composition. And how does a, how does a university or a college recruit to broaden the range of, uh, of, of its members, whether it's racial, gender, socioeconomic backgrounds, age, social orientation, that's uh, reflective of who's being educated. And importantly, I think, for the individuals at the institution, reflective of the society in which those students will become workers and leaders and where they'll raise their families and help the society perpetuate itself. And I think there, I think real leader, um, genuine leadership needs to emerge uh, on, on boards uh, in order to be sure that, that the board is in a very healthy way, proactive way, reviewing its own membership and its own goals and objectives, and then communicating that clearly, obviously to the president, to the institution, but also importantly, to, to the society, the community it serves. I guess it always brings me back to the question, Mark, the what, I've, you've heard me say this before, the what are we doing here question. Uh, the, the whole purpose of why we do what we do, whether it's in our personal or professional lives, and I think boards 
as a group, as a unit, have to ask that very question as well. And again, you have significant long-term experience on boards, I'm sure that function marvelously and others that were perhaps a bit more challenging, but from your, your experience, um, how would you, do you think this is a particularly, compared to all the years you've been a board member, a particularly challenging time and um, this whole notion of board composition is relevant to the conversation? Definitely relevant and definitely challenging. I, I see that uh, there's, you know, there's a lot, as I mentioned earlier, talk, there's a lot of talk, but we've got to see action. And that doesn't come, like I mentioned, just uh, occasionally uh, or one time a year type effort. It takes a, a, a dedication and a commitment and not, uh, not just on funding because funds can be a way that we put things, uh, issues. Uh, at, at, at first, there's action, but then we put the efforts at bay. They don't really take on the, the efforts that we need to have. So I, I would say that it's, it's talking about reinventing. Um, what are we doing right? We talked about earlier. It's great importance, but what are we? What are the challenges ahead? And that's where we reinvent uh, through our commitment, through our dedication, through our finances, and push the effort even further. No, we've got we've come a long way uh, throughout the years, but we've still got a long way to go. In summary, Don, reinventing board governance. What? Uh, what are some of the points you want to emphasize as uh, we leave this episode today? Well, I sure appreciate uh, the chance to connect with you, Mark, particularly on this issue, which is incredibly uh, relevant. And again, deferring to your experience in, in this area, I think it's a time for uh, realignment of, of not just a board membership, but also um, a board commitment to um, the, the, the mission of the institution using the resources that they have available in order to help the president and the institution achieve its, its, the mission and guided by the core values. I think when presidents and boards actively share core values, when they find that they know why they're there working together for the, the good of the, of the students, and that sometimes means taking actions that uh, require uh, uh, a step away from what has been done in the past, that that symbiotic relationship between the board and the board chair, the president and the leadership team of the institution is absolutely essential. I can't imagine uh, an institution being successful in this coming era if there is not a strong alignment between the board and the university leadership. So I, um, I realize that board governance is tough at any time, but in times of dramatic change, we have to be nimble and we have to be aligned around core values. And we have to communicate in the ways that you've spoken before. Thanks for joining us for the conversation about reinventing board governance in times of dramatic change. Make sure to visit our website at newscape.us. Also, make sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. We would really appreciate it.